in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, most specifically in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You know, birthdays are kind of an interesting thing. Sometimes I think they're not very important. As our children grew up, we didn't pay a whole lot of attention to birthdays. We paid some attention, uh, but they are, they're, they're a marking point. And uh, yesterday was the 83rd marking point in uh, my life. Makes me one of the older gentlemen in this community. There are ladies who far surpass me in age. Uh, but I wanted, to, you know, you come to a birthday and you, re you evaluate or reevaluate things. And uh, I've been thinking about this particular homily for months now. When you don't have to do it every Sunday, you have a lot more time to think about it. And I've wanted to deliver uh, the content of this homily. I may not deliver very well. I may not make it. I know what's in my head for the content. And it's basically to remind you of things you already know. You really do know. But we need to be reminded constantly. It's terribly important. So what I have to say today, as far as content is concerned, I've never given a more important homily. No, it's, a, it's to remind you. So here we go. Before there was anything, created before, before the foundation of the world, before the first quark, before the first, before the first planet, before the, before the first drop of water, in the councils of the all-holy trinity, there was a plan, the loving God, and that love being expressed between the Father and the Son of the, and the Holy Spirit. One God in three persons. All three sharing the one divine nature, but distinct in person, not separate. Loving one another. And doing and planning to do the most marvelous thing it is possible for a God of love to do. The plan was to create a creature who would be like him. What greater thing could a powerful, all-powerful, almighty, all-loving God do? What greater thing could he do possibly but to make a being, a creature, like himself? He can't make another God but he can make a creature like him. He could create a creature in his image and in his likeness. That was the plan. And everything else, everything else fits that plan. All creation fits that plan. So what's in the plan to create this creature? But the almighty and all-knowing and all-loving God knows there's going to be a problem. Because if you are, if the creature, you, if the creature is going to be like him, that creature, that being must have 
free will. Why? Because you can't be like God unless you have free will. Otherwise, you'd just be a robot. You would be an automaton. There would be no glory to God or the creature. So you've got to have a creature with free will. But the all-knowing and all-loving God knows there's going to be a problem that not all are going to want to be like that. And so, now listen carefully. Before the foundation of the world, in the plan, it was planned in the councils of the all-holy trinity that the eternal Son of the Father was going to become a human being. He was going to be born of a human being. And he was going to live on this earth as one of those creatures was supposed to live in the plan of God. And in that plan, it was known, it was planned that that eternal son now become man would live on this earth. He would be crucified. He would be buried. And he would be raised again. And he was sent, would ascend into heaven. But in so doing, he would make it possible for the plan to be fulfilled because he would bring into union with himself those who chose to be like him. The plan was for the creature, you, to be like God. You can't be like God in his essence, but you can be like God by grace. You can't be a fourth or fifth or tenth or fiftieth member of the Trinity, because <laughs> there would no longer be a Trinity. But you can be like him by his grace, by his energies. In the West, we tend to call those attributes. Energies are better, but attributes sort of gives you an idea to help what that means. That, from the beginning, before the first quark, before the first galaxy, of which there are probably billions, that was the plan. The incarnation was planned. The passion was planned by the all-loving God. So what would that man look like? What would that creature look like? That's a very easy question to answer. It would look like, it would look like him. That's what it would look like. Not just the picture, the icon, but it would be like him as he lived on this earth. That's what that being was supposed to be like. It would be a king riding on a donkey to come into his kingdom. It would be a humble God. We sing it. We just did sing it. We sang the Beatitudes. That's what it looks like. Poor in spirit. Mourn. 
meek, peacemakers, hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's what it would look like. But you say to me, Father John, that was the eternal son of the Father. It was easy for him to look like that. Well, I'm not quite, okay, forget the, I don't even want to get into that. They've argued over that for centuries. But he surely did show it. But I grant you, it's the eternal son of the Father. How else would I know what that creature would look like? By the all-holy, immaculate, ever-blessed and ever-virgin Mary. Look at her. And you say, Father John, can you give us other examples? Yes, watch me. All of those. <laughs> All of those. Remembering our most holy, most pure, most blessed and glorious lady, the ever-virgin Mary, Theotokos and ever-virgin Mary, with all the, all the saints. That's how we know what it would look like. So what's the problem? How come we don't all look that way? Probably a number of reasons, but I'm only going to tackle two. Deceit and passion. What do you mean deceit? I want particularly the teens and the junior high. You with me? Teens and junior high. Why? Because you are the most easily deceived. How do I know? Because I was a teen. <laughs> and I was a junior high <coughs> a long time ago. Deceit. When the devil came to Eve in the garden, he told a half-truth. He said, if you eat of that tree, you will be like God. That's, this is not profanity, that is a literally damning lie. Utter deceit. And Eve believed it. And Adam withered. They believed <coughs> a lie. I don't think the devil knew the plan. I don't think he did. You know why? Because we sing it every eight weeks. The mystery which was hidden from everlasting and was unknown to the angels. Oh, Theotokos was revealed through thee to those who dwell upon the earth. In that God having become incarnate. Oh, we sing it every eight weeks. How marvelous. Deceit. It looks so good to indulge your passion. When I was in late junior high school and high school, I resented being a Christian. Because all the kids that were cool at Berkeley High School were having so much fun. It's deceit. 
it bears terrible fruit. What you do in your life will bear fruit. And if you follow your passions, if you live by deceit, if you're going to go that way, you disgrace the almighty, everlasting, and eternal God. And you say to God, as it were, to hell with your plan. I would rather live like the devil. Now for you adults. Many adults say, well, I think I would like to live like the devil for now. I would really like to have the divine plan for eternity. <laughs> I have news for you. It does not work that way. God gave us in mercy the choice to choose to be like him. To be like him as is revealed in his son in whom he was well pleased. And as we see it in all the saints. So, when does the divine plan start to be fulfilled? Right now. When the Lord came, <coughs> his message was, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's here. We start now. Yes, it is an eschatological kingdom with an eschatological king, a lastological last age, but we begin to experience it now. And so we need to experience it. Now, well, how do we do that? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Do you want to be righteous? Some of you would honestly say, not so sure. I marvel at much television and movie stuff where particularly the words salvation and righteousness are mocked. They're used to be caricatures <coughs> of Christianity, of the plan. But they're caricatures the way they mean it. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's where we begin. And to utterly receive in faith what God has planned for us and done for us. What else? We are brought into union with that living son of the eternal father. The epistle today, I am crucified with Christ. That creature who was in rebellion got killed. Who was the creature in rebellion? I! The creature in rebellion. I have been crucified with Christ. Deader than a mackerel. 
Nevertheless, I live. I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. <coughs> Sounds like a remarkable way to live by the plan. Christ, the perfect man, perfect God, lives in me, in you. <coughs> How does that become a reality? Not too difficult. Faith, faith in the whole program, the whole plan, faith in all that has been done for us. And with that, you got to die. How do you die? Talk to me out loud. How do you die? Baptism. You got to eat. Well, before you eat, you got to get raised from the dead. How do you get raised from the dead? With Christ. How do you get nurtured? At his table. At the sacraments. Confession. We get nurtured. <coughs> the sacraments have been given to us so that we can participate in the plan. The plan that was before the foundation of the world. Let me read it to conclude. This is from Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. He, Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God. Image. You hear it? Image. We were created how? In the image. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, before the first quark, before the first nanoparticle, before the first speck of dirt, dust, <laughs> dirt, before. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created by him and for him. Why? Why? To fulfill the plan that was in the councils of the all-holy trinity before anything else Glorious, marvelous, what would you say to something like that? Hallelujah, glory to you, O God. I choose to live your way. Seek righteousness, seek the kingdom. Don't let that deception out there fool you. It will bear dirt and garbage in your life and is a damning lie. Rather, choose to live by his power, his glory. Live 
in the, not the life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Glory to God.